0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to your San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Today, we're going to talk to reporter David Hernandez about a controversial traffic stop in Hillcrest where police officers may have pointed a gun at an eight-year-old. Then, Deputy Opinion Editor Chris Reed will share his take on the incident and recent police reforms. First, the news. President Joe Biden announced Thursday his plan to make all adults eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine by May 1st. Biden announced moves to speed vaccinations, including lifting eligibility qualifications, deploying more troops to help support efforts, and allowing more people such as medical students, veterinarians, and dentists to deliver shots. He's also directing more doses toward 950 community health centers and up to 20,000 retail pharmacies to make it easier for people to get vaccinated where they live. San Diegans with serious health conditions that make them vulnerable to the coronavirus will be eligible for vaccines starting Monday. The move is part of a shift from primarily inoculating older adults to including young people at high risk of severe COVID-19 due to health conditions. Those conditions include everything from heart disease to severe obesity to advanced kidney disease, among others spelled out on the county's website. The federal COVID-19 relief bill finalized Friday will give more than $600 million to local cities to help them cover budget deficits created during the pandemic. The money ranges from $306 million for the city of San Diego to $800,000 for Del Mar. It will help cities avoid laying off workers and cutting services like libraries, firefighting, police, and parks. The amounts awarded aren't based on how hard a city has been hit financially during the pandemic. Instead, the amounts are based on a complicated federal formula that includes a city's poverty rate, population, and how much high-density housing it has. Two San Diego police officers drew their guns on a driver that had an 8-year-old boy in his car during a traffic stop on Tuesday. The boy's father had been speeding on Park Boulevard and didn't immediately pull over when a motorcycle officer started his siren. Video shows two officers point their guns at the driver as he gets out of the car. He's then taken into custody. One then keeps his gun drawn as the boy is asked to step out and leaves the car. The father says they pointed their guns at his son. Police said in a statement the officer never pointed his firearm at the child and maintained his aim at the vehicle. Activists protested the incident, and San Diego City Councilperson Monica Montgomery-Step is calling for the police department to review how they interact with children. David Hernandez is a public safety reporter at the UT. David, why did they have their guns drawn in the first place?
1: Yeah, so what we know now is that uh, an officer had spotted the vehicle speeding on Park Boulevard in the Hillcrest area. He had turned his lights and sirens on, and according to police, the driver didn't Uh, initially pull over. Um, And once the vehicle did pull over, they engaged in what they call a high risk traffic stop, which essentially means that they have a situation on their hands where they don't really know what they're dealing with, and they may face a potentially dangerous person or situation. Um, So it's not uncommon for them to draw guns in a situation like this of course the debate here and a lot of the criticism was um centered on the fact that one officer uh kept his gun drawn and uh you know some say that the video shows that he did point the gun at the child
0: yeah, there, there are obviously two sort of conflicting arguments here. One, the father who says the, the police pointed a gun at his son. The police said they didn't do it. The police did release body cam video that uh, they believe absolves them of this accusation. Does the video clear it up?
1: So that's a really interesting question. Um, a lot of people think it does, um, depending on you know what they see that clears it up for them. Um, but essentially, it doesn't clear it up clear it up altogether. Like you said, police released the video and said, essentially, here you go, you'll see that the officer never pointed the gun at the child. And as a matter of fact, many people saw the video and immediately concluded um, that the officer did in fact point the gun at the child. And um, I've also heard from some people who are somewhere in between where they think it's a little hard to tell um, most of uh, those folks also lean toward the side of, it's hard to tell, but it does appear that the officer pointed the gun at the child. Um, so it was really interesting because the police department released this as a way to be transparent, they said, and as a way to kind of provide a fuller picture of what happened and provide some clarity, but it didn't quite fully clear up what um, happened.
0: For those who haven't seen the video, why isn't it clear? Is it the angle? Just why isn't it clear?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And again, you know, I'm speaking um, from one perspective, I guess. Uh, For some people, the video definitely is clear and they, uh, essentially, it uh, verifies what they believe. Um, And I think it's one of the, what's really interesting is that it's one of those videos where you're going to see what you believe Um, Mm -hmm. and um, the reason it's uh, somewhat up in the air, I think, is is because of the angle. Um, so it's, it's a body camera video. The camera's on the officer's um, torso, the chest area. And um, there. so based on what I've heard from several people, um, he, it appears that the officer, and what I've seen from the video, it appears that the officer is pointing the gun at the vehicle and maybe even for a slight second at the child. Um, but there is some debate about whether he's aiming it down a bit um, and just how far down he's aiming it. Um, what's a lot more clear is that once the child walks towards the officers, the officer does draw the weapon away from the general area of the child altogether, um, which also kind of reinforces the idea that the gun was drawn um, on the child um, to some degree.
0: Councilperson Monica Montgomery is calling for police to take a look at how they interact with children. What does she want to happen?
1: Yeah, so she wants uh, the police department to essentially uh, review how they, how they interact with children during traffic stops. Um, and she didn't elaborate on that too much, but uh, one thing that we may see is uh, an investigation, not only into this incident, but a review of the police department's policies uh, regarding traffic stops or other interactions involving uh, their guns being drawn. Um, AND SHE ALSO CALLED FOR THE DEPARTMENT TO LAY OUT HOW THEY CAN HELP WHEN THEY, uh, FOR WHATEVER REASON, CAUSE TRAUMA. Um, AND uh, JUST TO KIND OF ADD TO to THE DEMANDS, YOU KNOW, SOME, LIKE I MENTIONED, SOME OTHERS ARE DEMANDING AN INVESTIGATION INTO THIS INCIDENT, Um, WE ALSO HAVE a, A NEWLY FORMED commission on police practices that commission might take up this incident and review it as well
0: how does this incident fit into the conversation around police reform
1: yeah that's a really interesting question I think it fits into uh, different conversations surrounding police reform so one of them being the uh, issue of traffic stops and to some degree, over-policing. Um, some people think that police officers should it be, shouldn't handle traffic stops, that it should be others who aren't armed. In a similar way, uh, people are pushing for officers to not handle any mental health calls and insta- instead have clinicians. Um, so it kind of fits into that conversation about how oftentimes traffic stops lead to um, uses of force, or. It, trauma in some other way in this case of course it was um, you know a child who was involved. so it fits into that narrative and also just how um, police treat people of color um, councilwoman Monica Montgomery step uh, she specifically acknowledged that um, it's important to call out instances in which um, trauma is inflicted upon communities because it uh, erodes trust. In those communities especially if it's communities of color
0: people were protesting outside the downtown headquarters wednesday night um, calling for the officer to be fired Uh, i mean have police responded to any of this is the officer going to be reprimanded are they going to take a look um, at the way they deal with children during traffic stops
1: yeah so police have not responded um, as of now what we do know is that um Anytime an officer draws his weapon, they do have to document that. So this incident will essentially kind of kickstart that process, where you know that's going to be reported and essentially written down in a, in a document. Um, and like I said, they may launch um, an investigation internally to see if the officer was in line with their policies. And again, they they may also review their policies, but uh we haven't really gotten a response from police um, after the demands came to light.
0: And what can we expect next?
1: Uh, that's a great question. So um, a lot of people are very much still frustrated with police. Um, again, some see something completely different than what the police department said they took away from the video. So and for many people, they think, you know, police lied and they're very much frustrated. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of demands um, from people who are frustrated that um, something needs to change when it comes to policing and how people are um, policed. So uh, I expect you know, more demands and this not to go away so quickly.
0: Let's turn to opinion. Chris Reed is the Deputy Opinion Editor at the UT. Okay, Chris, there are a couple of videos circulating. Uh, A lot of people are talking about both involving the police. Uh, The big one today, which I just talked to David Hernandez about, there was a traffic stop where police pulled their guns out and some say pointed it at an eight-year-old. What is your take?
2: Um, The videos are ambiguous, and uh, I'm not clear if it's as cut and dried as some people, uh, including a council member, are saying that this was a terrible thing. The police say that the driver was going 70 miles an hour in a 40-mile-an-hour zone and did not uh, initially pull over when the sirens were on. And that triggers their automatic protocols under which they assume that someone is going to behave in a hostile fashion. And so that's why they had the guns drawn. And when the eight-year-old son of the suspect got out of the car, initially, it did, in fact, look like the guns were pointed at or near him, but other angles were more ambiguous. And as soon as they ascertained that he was no threat, they said all the right things. They cautioned him that, you know, don't worry, you're not in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So they seemed to try to do the right thing. The case two weeks ago in Gaslamp, however, is way, way more troubling A police officer was uh, in the process of arresting a drunken man outside of the 7-Eleven when a citizen walked up and said, hey, there's a crazy person waving a gun over there. And so the officer drove to where the crazy person was waving a gun, a 69-year-old homeless man. And uh, the homeless man was babbling and rambling to himself and strangely eating food and looking at his goods, which his belongings, which are strewn all around. And uh, the cop says, hey, I see the knife in your back pocket. I see the knife in your back pocket. And now, once again, keep in mind, the homeless man is not coming close to the police officer. The homeless guy reaches into the pocket to get the knife, contrary to what the cop says, not good. But he appears to be dropping it when he is shot at three times and struck at least once by the cop. Now, the state law says you're only allowed to use lethal force if it's necessary to preserve public safety. I watched that video twice at no point did the homeless man do anything that appeared to pose an imminent threat at all to the police officer. This reminds me of the old days in cops when if you did anything threatening, they felt they had the right to shoot you. So it'll be interesting to see what the district attorney's office has to say about that case.
0: Um, Escondido police also have a new de-escalation policy. Uh, this is kind of in response or it is in response to the George Floyd protests of the past year. What do you make of the policy?
2: Well, they assert that it's a refinement of existing policies and that they've been on the right side of this issue for a while. But the fact is Escondido, both the police and the city have a, a long history that uh, that should make uh, communities of color suspicious of anything they do. In 2006, the city council passed a rule saying that landlords could not rent to undocumented immigrants and that they had to be immediately evicted. This went against both state law and against the federal law that says immigration policies are made by uh, the federal government and it was quickly thrown out by a judge but this at a time when the city was 40 percent latino was widely interpreted as an openly overtly hostile move then in 2010 they set up this unique arrangement where ice agents were stationed at the escondido police department and uh, they also started having sobriety checks in which they would also nab people for being undocumented immigrants so you can take the events of this last week with them announcing the policy is actually a really good sign that they're making progress. And they don't uh, they appreciate the need to you know, try to keep calm and keep satisfied a large chunk of the city's population. So uh, all in all, uh, it's progress in Escondido, but it really doesn't it's probably not going to convince the community how well-meaning it is until the history of this century goes further in the past.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of police reforms this past year, you know, including San Diego police ending the use of the carotid restraint, voters approved a new police oversight board. Do you think enough has been done or is there more to do?
2: Well, I think that the key problem right now is the internal culture of many police departments, not so much the laws. Uh, We had the mayor of San Diego, the then mayor, Kevin Faulkner, touting and touting and touting this policy under which police were required to inform on their colleagues when they do something wrong. Uh, that's right in the, the Peace Bill Officers Constitution or the Peace Bill's basic rules in California. You're supposed to prevent wrongdoing, including by a colleague. And I've been around enough and I've known enough police officers and I've read enough internal reports to know that cops see each other as under siege. And so their first instinct is almost always to back up uh, their fellow cop. And this is a human nature. But on the other hand, until you have one officer directly stopping another officer in real time from doing things, I think they'll continue to believe this perception among officers that they can get away with stuff.
0: Another popular conversation or catch phrase of the past year is defund the police. Um, you know, people have different definitions of that, but what are your thoughts on it?
2: Well, at a fundamental level, defund the police is not supported by a majority of anybody except probably white people under 30 polls overwhelmingly show communities of color welcome police as stable influences in their lives now of course there's terrible misconduct by police and there's long history here and just you know until body cameras came along and until cell phones came along uh claims of routine harassment and brutality were obviously often disbelieved but uh i think that uh, overall we're making progress we just got to work on that internal culture much stronger And have many more police chiefs like the one in Houston who has flatly told police forces that he's led in in Texas on a couple different occasions. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, that's not who we are. And so until we have that as a more consistent lesson to young officers, I'm not sure ultimately how much reforms can do. Because in the end of the day, a lot of cameras are turned off and it's just the officer's word against the person who's accusing him or her.
0: Going back to the eight-year-old who may or may not have had a gun pulled on him, um, you know, in response to that, Monica Montgomery, Sean Ela Rivera, they've released statements and also requests for police to look at how they treat children, how they interact with children. Um, do you think that's necessary, or what do you think should be done?
2: Well, I think that they cert- they certainly should explain how they are how they deal with police. I mean, how they deal with children and traffic stops and in other circumstances. Probably also in domestic violence cases and other cases when kids face extreme stress. But I don't think the presumption should yet be made that the police handled this the wrong way. Once again, they're wearing the high-risk protocols. They're supposed to expect an attack and be completely defensive and prepare for it. And if you watch the video, the cop may have aimed the weapon at the kid, but only for a few seconds, and then everyone said the right thing to the poor kid. But we'll see. More information should come out, I hope, and then hopefully we'll get more clarity on exactly what the officers did.
0: Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. I'm your host, Christy Totten, and we'll be back tomorrow.